This is Archive Atlanta, episode 141, Riverbend Apartments. You're listening to Archive Atlanta, a history podcast where each week I'll be sharing a story about the people, places, and events that shape the history of the city of Atlanta. I'm your host, local tour guide, and total history nerd, Victoria Lemos. Hey guys, happy Friday. So I have been extremely busy, both in my real job life and then like this side history hustle world, which is all really exciting. Um, I mean, not the budgets I have to do at work, but I've been doing more tours um, and projects. And so this week's episode was supposed to be different. And I was like 75% done and I just could not get it over the finish line without losing it. So I cheated once again. I have stolen an episode out of the Patreon page. And before we get to that, though, I have a few events that are going on this weekend that I want to let you know about. So tomorrow, September 18th, is the TEDx Collier Heights, which is at Best End Brewing. I think it's 12 o'clock. My friend Anne worked so hard to organize this, and I'm not just telling you this because she's my friend, because I went to the first one she did two years ago before we really knew each other well, and it was so good. So if you're going to be there tomorrow, that's where I'll be. Come find me. And then this Sunday, September 19th, there is a performance that is part of Elevate Atlanta. And if you listen to episode 106, I shared that I was working on a project for Dr. Julie Johnson, who is chair of Spelman's Dance Department. And so this performance is based on that research of Black women in the convict lease system. And there's a panel that I was honored to be asked to sit on. So this event is free. You just have to register. I think it's four to six o'clock. But I have both links in the show notes for you guys to check out. So on to this week's story. It starts only 55 years ago. In 1966, newspapers touted a huge new development that was going to bring over a thousand new apartments. It was the costliest and biggest project of its kind, taking four years of planned development at a tune of 15 million. That community would be called Riverbend Apartments. The history of apartment living could honestly be its own episode, but historically, single people lived in boarding houses, rooming houses, or residential hotels. These norms changed, mostly for white Americans, around the 1950s. Not saying there wasn't an apartment boom, at least in Atlanta, in the 20s, but apartment living really upticked in Atlanta after World War II, when there were extreme housing shortages, which I have talked about many times, Um, but it didn't really even catch on more until the 1960s. That's the time when it is socially acceptable for young women to live alone, unsupervised, and Atlanta itself is booming. Lockheed opens, Delta Airlines is here, John Portman is designing the modern masterpiece office buildings in downtown Atlanta, and the 285 loop has just been completed. All of these things bring branch offices from 80% of the Fortune 500 companies. So the influx of Caucasian white-collar workers into the Atlanta area was unprecedented, and you can see that the corresponding residential boom of new apartments and new homes stretches well into the Atlanta suburbs. Before this time, apartment complexes throughout the city were almost always on prominent and busy roads. A, because that kept workers closer to business districts and or public transit, and B, because this is how you advertise. So, you know, there's no internet. Driving by an apartment building immediately puts it on your radar. After the passage of the Civil Rights Act, you start to see apartment complexes use more creative measures to ensure that they remain for white people. And this is when you get the advent of gated communities, complexes that you can't see from the road or the street, and the use of landscaping to give that really secluded feeling. Riverbend apartments were developed by Lincoln Property Group, along with investor Trammell Crow. 
Nestled on the picturesque banks of the Chattahoochee River, residents were going to be lured with a recreation club, health spa, Olympic-sized pool, and tennis courts. The first phase was expected to be completed by 1967-68, and the rates were $135 for a studio, $145 for one bedroom, and $190 for two bedrooms. At that time, they had still not priced the three-bedroom units. And while this sounds cheap to us now, if you adjust it for inflation, we're talking like $1,000 to $1,500 in today's dollars. There were other complexes and subdivisions going in along the river at this time, places like Martin's Landing, Huncliffe, and River North, where the homes were selling for like $75,000. Again, today that's like half a million. Only 600 of the planned 1,000 riverbend apartments were ever constructed. And if you haven't heard of the Notorious Complex, you might be sitting here thinking like, oh, okay, like this sounds pretty standard. What's the point, Victoria? And the point is that these apartments along the river were ground zero for Atlanta's sexual revolution. The title was bestowed upon them by none other than Playboy magazine in 1972. The developers chose to make this a singles-only complex, something that had been done first in California in the late 1950s. And these restrictions created the ability to charge higher rent and brought greater publicity. To avoid Cobb County's strict blue laws, they incorporated a private club, and then they leased themselves the space back from it to run a bar. So that club and you know the centerpiece of the community was a riverside clubhouse built in the pop Polynesian style. So it's still standing. If you don't know what that means, that style, I did not. It is a reference to the tiki-obsessed American-style culture thing of the 1960s. So this all stems from Hawaii becoming a state in 1959. And so you have this explosion of Polynesian-style influences, first in California and then throughout the country. So these Riverbend apartments were home to Playboy Bunnies, Falcon, Braves, and Hawks players, uh, airline pilots, just to name a few. There's a famous scene in the movie, Catch Me If You Can, with Leonardo DiCaprio, and he is portraying the real-life Frank Abagnale. Now, the real Frank did live in Riverbend Apartments, and I'm sure he threw parties just as chaotic as the one in the movie. Some parties were rumored to have two to 3,000 people show up. I actually found social announcements from the early 70s that listed engagement parties and such and, you know, kind of touting. Normally, you see those way earlier, like 10s, 20s, and 30s. So it's funny to meet in the 70s, they were like, oh, I live in Riverbend Apartments. In 1969, a few frat boys from Georgia Tech organized a raft race on the Chattahoochee. What started off as a small and localized college kid event eventually found a sponsor and a promoter with a local radio station. And every Memorial Day until 1980, thousands of people would start in Sandy Springs, and float their way down past the Riverbend Apartments. At its peak, 300,000 rafters took part in the Rambling Raft Race, as it was called, and the Guinness Book of World Record titles it as the largest participant sporting event. The race ended amid growing environmental concerns, as all these people, cars, and floats were causing tons of pollution. But Riverbend Apartments had already had issues with pollution. In 1968, as the first phase was being completed, the Georgia Water Quality Board sent an emergency notice out to the developers because they were dumping raw sewage directly into the Chattahoochee River. What ended up happening was when the initial construction, like the pre-work was being done, they didn't create a proper sewage treatment tank for the size of the complex. And on top of that, they began occupancy before it was even done. So... There was lots of drama, lots of legal drama. Three years later, they are again cited for dumping untreated human waste in the river. 
Eventually, Riverband Apartments cleaned up its act, pun intended. Newer apartment complexes uh, continued to be built around Metro Atlanta, and the parties and the sexual liberation of the place grew into the stuff of legends. There is an article from the later 1970s where a young person living in Cobb County calls Riverbend people, quote-unquote, older swingers. So there you have it, the story of Riverbend Apartments. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this is right at 285 and the Chattahoochee River, um, I think it's Power Ferry Road. I don't know what it's called now. It has a different, more modern apartment name. But, pro tip, there is a public coffee shop in the clubhouse. And if you go up to the gate, you can press the button for the coffee shop. It's Chattahoochee Coffee. And it is an incredible scenic place to have coffee. And it's also just being part of history is an extra layer for me. Thank you everyone for listening. Remember to leave a rating or review wherever you listen. I hope everyone has a great weekend and I will be back with longer episodes next week.